Let's get some of that movie chat. Credits roll by and I tip my hat. Credits roll by, I wanna know more right away. Let's have some of that movie chat. Credits roll by, tell me who did that. Life in the credits is where I wanna play. Welcome to Life in the Credits. This is the show where we learn about entertainment by chatting with people who work in the industry. I'm Susan. And I'm Ben. And today we're discussing the film John Wick 4. It was written by Shay Hatton, Michael Finch, and Derek Colstead, and directed by Chad Stahelski. It stars Keanu Reeves, Ian McShane, Bill Skarsgård, and Donnie Yen. For this Life in the Credits, we're doing a special two-guest episode. For the first half of our episode, our guest today is stunt coordinator Scott Rogers. So welcome, Scott. How are you? So, Scott, can you tell us a little bit about what you do in the entertainment world? Well, now, on John Wick specifically, I was a, the stunt coordinator and second director. And the stunt coordinator is just that. You coordinate the stunts. So, you know, when you see almost anything that's happening, you're just putting together all the pieces that need, whether it's the finding the right people or developing the sequence to, you know, like in, say, John Wick, the, the car sequence in the Arc to yeah. Triumph. You know, I'll just use that as an example. We started with, you know, I went and found, not found, I've known Tanner Faust, who's the driver, and he's this well-known driver. And the previous movies had used a very good friend of ours, uh, Jeremy Fry, in doing the driving stuff, but Jeremy was not available. So Tanner, um, so I got Tanner involved. And we wanted to up the ante to everything. And we, yeah. you know, you look back at the car sequence in John Wick 2, and it's phenomenal. And it yeah. was developed and directed by a really dear friend of mine, Darren Prescott. So because he's such a good friend of mine, I feel, well, we I need to do better than he did because he's my friend. You have to make it look better. <laughs> no, but we, you know, so we brought Tanner on and we started training Keanu. And you basically, and this is how the fighting works too. And I really tried to mirror all the car stuff to the John Wick world. And that world is they train Keanu and then you incorporate what he's good at. Mm. You don't try to make him good at something he's not built to do. So we just took, you know, we started training him with car stuff and he's really good at this and he's really good at that. And, you know, we push him in directions that, you know, you challenge him and Keanu is really great about that. He, he really is why he's so good with the gun stuff and the fighting stuff, because it's the little nuances that he really likes to drill into and, and refine. So that's why he became such a good driver. And we sort of took all the, you know, probably half a dozen to a dozen skills in driving that he developed. And we just put them in the sequence. Nice. That's awesome. My job is to put all those pieces together and then find the other drivers that are going to drive with them and the people that are going to do the other parts of the situation, whether it's rigging and wire work. And so I just oversee all of that. I don't really do anything. I mostly point fingers and make phone calls. (laughs) Perfect. That's an important job, though. Super important. (laughs) So could you tell us a little bit about your path you took for this career, just sort of how you got involved in stunts and stunt coordination? I was graduating college in 1988, before probably most of you were born and didn't want to work for a living and was an athlete through college. So I thought, oh, I'll just go to Hollywood and go be a stuntman and thinking it was easy, not so easy, but I did pursue it. I did get really fortunate and did create a career as a stuntman. And then, 
you know, fortunately for me, my opportunities to coordinate started coming fairly early and I was able to do things like Spider-Man two and three yeah. with, with Sam Raimi and some of the Bournes and, you know, really, you know, this, my mentor's career about the time I started working with him, his career took off and did all of those movies. And it was a great path for me. And I learned a lot and was able to do some really phenomenal movies and that, the bigger things you do, the bigger things you're capable of doing. Yeah. So when you, you know, and I don't know, like, you know, when I got to do Matrix, the last Matrix, and it was massive what we were doing in San Francisco. And I remember thinking, man, this is huge. But then fast forward to a couple of years later, now I'm doing John Wick 4. And Matrix, what we did in San Francisco was, you know, intense, but intense for like a month. Right, John Wick right. was that same intensity for five or six months. Wow. Yeah. You know, and working with Chad, I've known Chad. We've known each other since we were just barely stuntmen, you know, not wow. even, you know, really working stuntmen. We were just getting started. He was working. His mentor was a guy I knew and his son, Ernie Orsati, that did these TV shows, Pretender and oh, things like that. Yeah. Chad was just getting his break and I was starting to work in this other world and Darren Prescott, who I mentioned earlier, was a dear friend of both of ours. And we were just young stunt guys hoping to make a living at this. Nice. You know, so we've had this, you know, we have history. We have, we've yeah. been around each other for a long time. Yeah. John Wick does everything different than other movies, okay. which the reason the stunt stuff and the action is so good is because so much more effort is put into it. Right. Yeah. So say a scene like the top shot that everybody... Mm -hmm with the dragon's breath and everyone yeah, I love that yeah it was originally scheduled as two days of shooting became three days of shooting and for three days of shooting i think we put six weeks of work into it that's wow. wild so like everybody thinks oh my god it's great but there's so much yeah. happening and it's so nuanced that it no, most productions are like oh three days of shooting and you're okay what are you gonna you need a week to rehearse <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we spent a lot of time, you know, I personally spent a lot of time with the production designer, Kevin Cavanaugh, who did two, John Wick 2 and 3, and he's just phenomenal. And it's a real, it's a real collaborative effort between, you know, what Chad wants, what we need, what we, you know, and, and Chad really leans on us to bring our, you know, creativity to it. And then Laurent Demonoff, the French stunt coordinator and fight choreographer from the French team was just phenomenal and really quintessential in creating all of that. And he spent weeks with his French team putting that together just in, in another room with boxes. We were flying a drone over a giant to get a sense of what it looked like. Right. And the set wasn't even built yet. And then we have to design the set and then you, so it, and you got to design, figure out how's the dog going to work in this situation. Yeah. It does not happen quickly. Yeah. But I think when you finally see the final product, you're like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. You know, it's incredible. Yeah. So I'm a huge action movie fan. And I love when I'm watching a movie and it does something I've never seen before. Yeah. And that happens a couple times in this movie that I'm just like, that's awesome. <laughs> it's the overhead shot, certainly that, you know, that tracking shot that goes on for a couple minutes. Yeah. It's the Arc de Triumph, you know, the fight between all the cars, which I loved. And it's the stair, you know, the stair fight, right? Yeah. I got to say, there are more stair fights in this movie than I have ever seen in a movie. And it's really fun to watch. Yeah. 
there's uh, more stairs are falling down than I think most of all movies put together. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's on purpose. Chad, I remember scouting that. So I don't know, probably nine months to a year before we shot it. And he was like, yeah, this is like, same with the cars. He wanted to hit. Yeah. I think he had found a movie where there was like 20 car hits. So he's yeah. like, okay, we got to do more than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so when you were starting out your career, I know a lot of people when they start in stunts, they kind of have a specialty of something they're good at. So some people are like good at being set on fire. Some people are good at driving. Did you have a specialty when you were doing the stunt work? Yeah, definitively just getting smashed. Okay, <laughs> that's a good one too. <laughs> because if you don't actually have skill, you better be tough. Okay, yeah, you know? yeah. And if you're not, not very smart, you better be really tough. So <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I was fairly strong, you know, and I'm fortunate I'm one, And at that time, so I got to, you know, double Hugh Jackman and Kevin okay. Costner and Ben Affleck and and do a bunch of, you know, really great movies with yeah. those guys. And, and, but I was just got the living crap beat out of me. Mm-hmm. And I, I was decent at all the stuff. I wasn't mm-hmm. great. Like nowadays you got these fighters. I was never yeah. going to be a great. Okay. And you got the phenomenal drivers, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I, I, you know, won a couple of awards and my son was like, dad, you must be a pretty good driver. And I was like, no, I'm a good crasher. <laughs> they, they pay me to crash they pay tanner to drive you know? <laughs> so that's awesome so how much of when you you know you sit down to actually do start cor- stunt coordination on a movie like john wick 4 how much is written in the script or is it really handed over to the stunt team to figure out a lot of the pieces well i mean john wick's different when you say the stunt team that's mm-hmm. like saying that's different than the director. Okay. Right. Right. And the director is part of the stunt team, mm-hmm. you know. So he it's different in that he develops the he's sort of he doesn't work from the front to back or back to front. It the two things inform each other. Okay. He knows I want to do this thing. And then we go, he goes and scouts well before most people because he lets the location tell him what would be good okay. he doesn't he doesn't write oh like in in a traditional movie a writer that generally does not have a skill set writes these things that he think would be cool to see yeah. right and then our job is to go figure out how to make that happen mm-hmm. chad doesn't do that first of all everybody has to realize chad i tell this to people chad stahowski is actually john wick he just allows Keanu to play him in the movie because <laughs> Chad has all those skills, all those skills you wow. see nunchucks fighting. You know, like Chad's a legitimate badass fighter. Oh, I didn't know Even that. Even at his advanced age, which is a little bit younger than me and he's broken up and he's beaten up because he was a really good stuntman. He still has those skill sets and he still, he rides a motorcycle and he can, he can do all of these things. Mm-hmm. So he's coming to it from just, a, he's just, perfect for this job of John yeah. Wick because he's a fanboy. He's kind of a fight nerd. He's a, you know, he talks the difference between a kick here and there is like all the world to him and me. I don't even know the difference. And, <laughs> and so, you know, it's like the motorcycle sword fight in John Wick three, right? You know, it's everything comes, you know, the same or the horse chase in three, you know, and he, I remember him coming, go, all right, I want to, I want to put John Wick on a horse and everybody was there's not a single person going, what that just makes no sense <laughs> yeah. but then you see it and you're like yeah. oh, perfectly good sense mm-hmm. right 
Right. Definitely. So he develops that, but it's yeah. not, he goes, I want to put him on a horse. Then he goes and scouts a location and he figures out, okay, well, it would be cool here and this, yeah. and then you build, okay, if I'm here and here, then what, how do we get him on the horse? What happens to that? And then you figure out the, all the steps to get to this point. Nice. So he, he's not having the writers write the words. Mm-hmm. He does everything else. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. And I think you can really tell all that. You can see all that knowledge in the stunts. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, it's like next next level. So were there any particularly challenging stunts you had to coordinate in the movie that stick out? In John Wick? Yeah. Yes, all of yeah. them. <laughs> all of them, yeah. <laughs> There's, I mean, you think of all the, you know, everything. A car hit and right. is... Even like we developed the sequence, the part of the sequence that's actually on a padded floor. Okay. And the cars become digital with a padded thing that's shaped like a car. So you see these people because the chance of hitting 25 people with a car on concrete with a real car going to concrete, you might as well line up the ambulances. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm really proud of the fact that despite all of the mayhem and all the wrecks, I don't think, I think some, one guy dinged his shoulder, another guy sprained his ankle, you know, and outside of those are the ones know of like stuntmen historically don't tell you when they're hurt. (laughs) Having done it this long, I know when you're hurt though. Okay. (laughs) You know, we go to extremes and it's really probably the hardest part of the job with John Wick is you want to push the envelope. You want people yes. want crashes. You know, they want to see yep. John Wick get hit by cars numerous times. Mm-hmm. You know, so how do you do that at that highest level, but not compromise safety? And and you know, it's not good. It's not good for the movie. It's not good for me, my career. It's not good for the stuntmen. And most stuntmen are more willing to hurt themselves than I'm willing to let them hurt themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So young stuntmen, you generally have to protect them from themselves. Yeah. That's interesting. So how do you do that? You don't let them do the stupid shit you did when you were young. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. So you've also worked, like, talk about being a second unit director. When you are in that role, what kind of shots are you typically working on for a film? Uh, Well, staying with the John Wick and also the Arc to Triumph, you know, I brought a drone out. So this is another example of the difference between John Wick and most other movies is I brought a drone company out a week before, oh, just this one week. And with Tanner driving, for the most part, and a little bit we got Keanu, we drove the sequence. Oh, nice. And we designed the shots. So a lot of those shots are actually from a drone. Okay. So people think of drones as high looking down and doing this. No, I, I flew. I designed all those shots at eye level because of the the insert cars and the arm cars couldn't do what we needed them to do yeah. but a drone is a lot more nimble takes up a lot less space but we weren't sure what it could do so we spent a week with the drone company and these uh this wonderful pilot ben uh out of australia and you know he had to because the, the nature of the the Arc to Triumph and the big circle is you had to drive. He couldn't sit in one spot and fly the drone. So, because you had to be relative to the car. So, we developed the whole thing where we built a race seat in the back of a pickup truck and raced along on the outside. So, he's flying the drone and everything. And we just spent a week and they don't rarely get a day to rehearse stuff. And we spent a week developing the shots. That's wild. Yeah. So, you know, I had my ideas and then we would shoot stuff and then I would 
you know, get over and I would try to show Chad, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it was, he, he, you know, it was, I ended up shooting most of it. And a lot of it was what I had designed and Chad's doing his part. And then he, you know, I just run it by him and he loves that and don't like that, you know, and he still guides it, but that's the ultimate with the second unit director does. Okay. So how much of this film was shot on location, you know, either in Paris or Berlin or wherever versus, you know, you guys shooting on soundstage and just making it look like um, those places. I think probably 80% of the movie was shot in Berlin. Okay. Nice. So all the um, Osaka interiors were in Berlin. Okay. And then just made the, you know, with the art direction makes it look that for sure i think they went to actually went to japan for like a day or two to shoot exteriors mm-hmm. everything else the germany part was all obviously berlin yeah and then they've a bunch the little bit of french stuff was like the steps all that's right. in paris okay but a lot of you know any interior is all in berlin yeah and then the exteriors where you see it's paris it's paris yeah awesome do you have any moments from working on John Wick 4 that were a really favorite moment, like stuck out as like, oh, I can't believe this is what I get to do right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, anytime you do something that that's intense, yeah, that intense, you have those moments and then you have the complete polar opposite yeah. of like, why I, <laughs> this is not worth it. Mm. Obviously never had a baby. I have four children. I watched my wife do it. And each time <laughs> after the kid, you think she's never going to do that again. Yeah. John Wick is closest to that as I can imagine <laughs> because it is that incredibly hard. But then when right. you see it, you're like, that's amazing. And yeah. then it's all worth it. So right. it's it's really difficult, you know, and I remember like a a memory that would be like we've accomplished something was when we finished the driving sequence. Yeah. And uh, then we got the last shot and Keanu and I are walking and it was shot on an old airport um, in Berlin. Oh, okay. And, uh, and cause you can't actually do that at the Arc de Triumph. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Um, they give it to you for like four hours in the middle of one night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And we spent week, you know, three weeks there. Right. Um, but we were walking out and he looks at him and he goes, Rogers, you did it. And he walked away. And I was uh-huh. like, you know, and this is a guy that, you know, had him jump off a building. I've had him yeah. run a horse because I was like, what do you mean? Like, we've done other things. He goes, no, that was special. No, you know, awesome. so you get those moments. You're like, no, all that work, you know, it's yeah. like it adds up. That's awesome. So, and it translates on the film, too, because yeah. it is that exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it really works. Um, well, we got one more question for you, Scott, before we move on. So what advice do you have for people who want to get either into, you know, stunt performing or stunt coordinating or just the entertainment world in general? You know, if you want to get into film, it's sort of the same for everybody. You kind of have to find the people that are doing what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So I can only speak towards the action side of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to get into stunts, you you sort of have to find, you know, the the real reality is you got to go to where it happens. Now that is New York, Atlanta, LA, you know, those kind of, you know, Atlanta's probably bigger now than even LA. And then you have to find, it takes time. It takes a lot of time because there's a lot of people trying to do it. And 
you have to meet the right people. You know, I look back at after the John Wick, there's a bunch of our friends that Chad had invited guys that are just some of them are just still really good stuntmen. Mm-hmm. But then you have Chad, Darren Prescott, Dave Leach, Chris O'Hara, Brad Martin. There's about seven of us that I remember we were all playing cards one time at one of at this guy Chris's house. And these, all those names are the titans of what we do now. And at one point, we were all just stunt guys playing cards, wishing, God, can't we, you know, it'd be really great if I could get some more work, or I can't want to work on this big movie, or like we were all just one. And then you look back. And so you have to find those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to find those guys like a Chad, like a Darren, like a Dave Leach that are pushing the envelope and want to be the best. If you're just with a bunch of people that just want to do it, then that's just, you might get to do it. That's it. But if you want to, and it's just funny to me, I wish I could go back in time and just look at that and have a snapshot of that group of people that are all the biggest names in the business right now. Yeah. So it's just funny. And I, I just recommend people, you, you ought to find those people and you, it's who you surround yourself with. We'd like to finish up our show today with a game that we're calling Wicked Stunts. In honor of John Wick 4, we're going to see how well both of you know action movies. Scott and Susan, you'll be playing as a team. So here are the rules. I've given both of you a list of films that are action movies. You'll take turns describing the film's characters and plot to each other as quickly as you can, but you cannot use the name of the movie. You'll have one minute to get your partner to guess as many as possible, and if you get five correct, then Scott will win our prize. And Susan, what's our prize? It is some Life in the Credits merchandise, like a shirt or a tote or a mug, something like that. Scott, are you ready to play? Yeah. All right, Scott, I have the timer ready. So whenever you want to start, go ahead. Okay. All right. Bruce Willis. Die Hard? Yes, good right. boy. Uh, this is a Batman movie. It's the second in the trilogy starring... Um, Batman by, Returns? Uh, directed by Christopher Nolan. Um, it's Batman, like his nickname. Dark Knight? Yes. yes, two points. All right, your turn again. Uh, Keanu Reeves. Is this John Wick? Nope. Oh, is nope. it Matrix? Yes. Okay. Three points. <laughs> this is uh, stars Matt Damon. I think it's up to four movies four. now. Four. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Bruce Lee. Oh. Um, and it includes a fire. The in the title is a fire breathing animal. Oh, dragon. Is it? Is it Enter the yes, Dragon? Yes. Very okay, good. Yes. Yeah, five um, points. All right. This is um, Rambo. Rambo's initial movie about first book. Yeah, yes, six yeah. points, 10 seconds. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the second one. Terminator 2. Yes. Uh, do I have to say? No, that's okay. fine. Um, stars Charlize Theron as an imperator, um, and it takes place in the desert. Um, it would start this. Oh, Mad Max. Yes, uh, yeah. Yep. Yes, and that's yeah. time. <laughs> oh, you guys easily, easily <laughs> won. So well done. <laughs> I didn't even get to the other Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I missed. I had heat still. I had predators still. Well, well done, Scott. Yeah, and nice job. Right. Thanks for playing along. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for your time today. It's been yeah. an absolute pleasure to this talk to you. Really interesting, really fun. Absolutely. For the second half of our episode, we talked to stunt coordinator Stephen Dunleavy. So welcome, Stephen. Thank you very much for having me, guys. I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Very excited. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do in the entertainment world, Stephen? 
I've worked my way for the last uh, 20 something years from being a, like a, a stunt performer doing stunts and, and acting in scenes and like ND background up to uh, these days being a stunt coordinator, like essentially stunt coordinators are like, we're responsible for designing, preparing and like executing the stunts and action sequences in films. And, and by doing so, we're collaborating with the director and other departments to make those scenes, you know, seamless and, and come to life on film. Nice. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and the path you took to becoming a stunt coordinator? Yeah. I mean, I used to like, excuse the pun, I kind of literally fell into it. I was at, uh, <laughs> I've always been interested in acting and I studied acting uh, as a kid and, you know, in play, always in the school plays. And originally I did it because I, I did go to an old boys school and the only way to meet the girls was to be in the plays. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of what got me interested in in, <laughs> in film to begin with. So uh, I did that, and then um, I was going to college and kind of needed a weekend job and auditioned uh, in Australia. We had Fox Studios back in the day. We had uh, like a backlight experience at Fox Studios. Auditioned for that, got into that, and then this job uh, audition came up for one of the guys came up one day and went, "Hey, Universal Studios is." auditioning for people to go to Japan. Awesome. And I still had a year left in college. I know. I was like, I still had a year left in college. And I was like, oh, I'll go. And, you know, I I was interested in the stunt guys because we had some stunt guys. Like I, at the time, I was still looking at the acting side of the thing, but I was veering towards stunts because it was everything I wanted to do, both on the screen and, and behind the screen. Yeah. Went to the audition thinking it'd be a good experience. And they they offered me a job on the spot. They had, we were their second last stop. And I think they needed eight people to play the Terminator for the live action show there. And, and they only had four. So they, they signed me up on the spot and I uh, kind of left college and never looked back. And that was the start of my stunt career. I spent, I ended up spending four years in Japan. Uh, wow. I came back and went, came back to Australia, got graded in Australia. You have to go through a grading system right. uh, to become a stunt performer and then ended up in the States two years later. So that's kind of been, that's 20, 22, 23 years ago now. Wow, that's, that's fantastic. Awesome. What a cool way to what a cool like origin story. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so what are some of the uh, projects you worked on, Stephen? My first big film was uh, the movie Australia with Baz Luhrmann. That was, yeah. Uh, yeah, nice. if, you, if you blink, you'll miss me. There's a scene where Nicole Kidman's coming past and there's a guy. I roll in barrels off a truck and and I'm I'm that guy. You know, well, <laughs> there's a scene that got cut from the film. Baz put me in to sit on top of a fence with cattle going past and everything. And he just told me to yell abusive things to Nicole to get a reaction. But uh so I, I literally am, am yelling these words to Nicole and she doesn't know I'm gonna be doing it. Oh wow. So I was kind of expecting to be fired. Like the yeah. look she gave me, I was expecting to be ex escorted off the set. We'd been working for a while at this point, so she yeah. didn't know me, but uh, you know. Uh, I never made the cut of the film, but, uh, you know, I, I didn't get fired. So and, and <laughs> that was uh, the progression. <laughs> <laughs> she knew it was acting. <laughs> she did. She, yeah. Thankfully, she did. Yeah, um, the last few years, you know, we've uh, I've been very fortunate. We got to work on on The Last Matrix. We got to work yeah. with uh, 8711 on, on a lot of projects. John Wick 2, 3, and 4. Um, Uncharted. Um, this is the last, last few years of my life. So I've been very fortunate. I had had a lot of uh, great action sequences to work on. And of course, those are huge stunt movies. So that's, yeah. I mean, talk about top tier yeah. opportunities for you. 
Yeah, there's a lot of great content being made these days, and I'm getting to work on on some of it as well. So I'm glad I I'm glad I've got to take this kind of boyhood dream of you know being in the film industry and not knowing anyone. And I remember like I was 18, just going, well, I don't think this is going to work. I'll go to college, and and then all of a sudden, you know, you kind of blink in 20 20 years later, or more than 20 years later. Now you I'm kind of in the industry and I get to, I actually, speaking of 18 years old, I'd left school, I'm driving through Sydney, I'm going to work, I was working at the Sydney Convention and Exhibition Center at the time and I was a bartender and I look up in the sky and there's a helicopter going through the sky with two people dangling from it, you know, and that was, <laughs> that was the first Matrix film. Oh my wow. God. That scene where they're obviously rescuing, yeah, you know, right. and I get to see, I'm like, and I hear I'm in the papers about this movie being filmed and not knowing you know, wanting to be in the industry, not knowing how to get into it. And then, you know, two decades later, I'm coordinating the fourth matrix, which is a very, very surreal experience. I was standing on top of the building with, uh, with Keanu chatting about that, just talking about, you know, how life offers doors and, you know, and opportunities. And sometimes you take them, sometimes you don't and, and where those opportunities lead to go from sitting in a car, looking up, going, how do I do that? To, to then coordinating is, uh, it was a pretty cool, a very surreal, very uh, very cool moment just to, to to realize, you know, that I'd taken that path and, and made some of the right choices anyway. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> very cool. So what was it like specifically being a stunt coordinator on John Wick 4? Because like we said, it's it's a huge action movie. It's really, really action heavy. I mean, I would say yep. most of the movie is stunts. So what was that like? Oh, that was, I mean, a fantastic experience. We had an amazing team. Obviously, like our director, Chad Stahelski, was... Uh, you know, you're always you have to give your best with Chad because Chad came up as a as one of the top yeah. stunt performers and is yeah. probably the greatest stunt choreographer of his uh, like fight choreographer of his generation. Obviously, he's been a stunt coordinator, second unit director, and and now director. So he knows you know everything. There's no smoke and mirrors with him. Yeah. He knows <laughs> if we're doing our job or not. And but I would thankfully had amazing team, our, our supervising stunt coordinator that I get to work with a lot, like Scott Rogers is very talented, uh, very experienced stunt coordinator who I've, I've come up with. Um, and so the team we had was, you know, we we're all constantly under pressure because the thing about the Wicks, we're always trying to push that level of, yeah. right, of, of action and, and content, but as well as trying to keep it safe because, you can only do it once. It's an accident. It's not, yeah. it's not a stunt, you know, right. <laughs> uh, and we want everyone, it's being able to achieve what, what Chad's vision and Chad obviously has a very amazing vision, a very high standard, but trying to do that in a safe manner that lets everyone go home at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course that's important. So how do you guys go about topping yourselves every movie? Because you've been involved with a couple of these John Wick films now, and every time there's something new and exciting, which is, one of the reasons I love watching these movies is that it's like, how do they, how are they going to top, you know, what they did in the last one? Well, that's funny. Cause like on the third one, that was it. That was, they were done. It was like, I don't know how we can like Chad himself said, I don't know how we can top this. And then like someone has an idea and obviously like Chad's talking to Keanu and they have an idea about something, that little idea, that acorn starts to expand and, you know, new movies come out and you see something from a new movie, which gives you a sparks an idea. It's like, oh, hang on, we could do that, but we can make that a lot cooler if we do yeah. this. Or, you know, hey, we did a we did a hundred stairs in the last one. Let's do 220 stairs, like the, <laughs> the, the uh, yeah, totally. stair sequence. And you know, hey, we did 
we did fire last time. What, what about water? Or, you know, what haven't we done with water? What, what, what can we achieve here? And things like that. It's, and, and getting influence and getting different ideas from, from different content that's out there always, you know, sparks the imagination, seeing what's out there. There's so much with that digital age we have. There's so many content creators and so many amazing images that you can take inspiration from. It's, it's kind of a great time to be and also a hard time to be in the industry because you got to keep pushing that next level. Right. Of course. Definitely. So how long did you get to choreograph the stunts or create the stunts for John Wick for? Because I know some movies you get like a week, some you get a few months. What was yeah. that like? We're very lucky with the Wicks because Chad obviously has been there and he do, yeah. he's done it and he understands. Yeah. So he he understands the time it takes to do something well and successfully. And thankfully, we have the time. A lot of that time is dependent on on our actors. Okay. Keanu, thankfully, is amazing. He's he gives us the time with him. So, like a lot of actors, depending on their schedules, they may jump in two, three weeks before we start shooting. With Keanu, we he was training from well December. We knew there was going to be these driving sequences, and Keanu loves to drive. So, you know, Scott organized to take um, Keanu up to the track and start drifting and seeing what we could achieve with Keanu in the car. And that's him. That's really him. Like he, wow. he, that's him leaning out of the car for real, picking up a gun with, you know, his, his, in his hand, he drifted over that, over that gun with the front wheel, grabs it, picks it up and is firing it. He was able to reverse 180 the car, change a magazine, fire out the window, drift that car 180. So it depends on our actor and and how much obviously like it depends on our budget but it depends on on what our actor can achieve and and that dictates how we go about the stunt do we use doubles or do we use our actors right and if we're using our actors what do we need to do to make it functional uh thankfully with keanu he makes it so much easier because he does the time and the prep that we need beforehand nice that's great so I know that, I mean, obviously this is a, an action movie with a ton of sequences in it. Does your team work on all of them separately or do you guys like have multiple teams where you each take like one section of the film? How does that work? It depends on, on films on like going from film to film. Um, with Wick, we kind of broke down our fight team. So we had an idea of what sequences we were doing. Um, Keanu was being trained in multiple weapon styles and obviously right. multiple sequences so we start to flesh out on we we're very fortunate again like chad likes to push the boundaries of, of action and fight sequences so we had a, a japanese team that we brought in that would that would focus primarily on our osaka sequence right um and then we had we were based in in germany for a lot of like all the prep was in germany and a lot of the filming was in germany but then we also had a French fight team. So our French fight team were focusing on our top shot and then everything that would happen in France. And we had a German fight team that we brought in, you know, and, and sprinkled around. And then obviously like Scott was working primarily on the driving sequences and all the second unit sequences and all the, all the car action. And I was floating around supervising all the other like practical stunts and, and the fights and things like that, as well as our fight coordinator, Jeremy Moranis. He was supervising all that. So we would go into meetings every day with Chad, sit down, kind of show him the footage we had and the direction he wanted to take. And then we would make those changes, talk to our team. So we would piggyback. Once that Jap Japan sequence was done, our Japanese team would then go in and would splinter them into like the French, uh, French sequence and, and the stair fight sequence and everything like that. So that we could, we would just piggyback 
Oh um, things like that. We did the same thing on Uncharted. We had three separate rigging teams. We had so much rigging that the mm. sequences we had three rigging teams were working on three different sequences. And once that sequence was done, that team would then just go and so we had a team that was shooting on camera with their sequence. We had a team prepping and another team prepping. And once that team that was on that camp team that was on camera, they would start prepping the next sequence and would shuffle down in order. And so that way we could constantly the the speed and the rate that we shoot these days just means that we have to be constantly, especially with the Wicker and Uncharted, where it's all action all the time. Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. I mean, it's sort of interesting to think about the difference between those films because, of course, Uncharted is about the characters climbing over everything and jumping on stuff like crazy, right? That's it's that kind of stunt versus you know John Wick, which is a lot more fighting and driving and stuff like that. Yeah, we character we and we change our teams depending on like Uncharted was a lot more rigging, whereas there was a lot less rigging on John Wick and there was a lot more fighting. So we had a lot larger fight team on Wick right. compared to Uncharted. Makes okay. total sense. Yeah. So I know a lot of people in the stunt world, they, when they were coming up, they had a specialty like getting set on fire or falling or driving. Did you have a specialty when you were coming up? Not really. I was kind of a jack of all trades. I mean, I kind of, I had the acting background as well. Like oh, there's, yeah. it's amazing. And the one advice I would give to any stunt person out there, work on your acting. Yeah. Because the amount of times we have to go again for a performance where it's not just about the fighting or, or the kicking or the punching or the fall. It's you're playing a character. So it's the beginning of that and the end of that. And, you know, reactions that just don't look good or the way a person falls and dies or a way a person like there's the classic stump bad guy face, which is like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm angry. And for, for the, I realize we're a podcast. We're resuming <laughs> yeah, at the moment. Okay. We're a podcast. So people can't see it, but I pulled my classic stunt guy, like angry yeah. face. <laughs> there was more to it than that so like i had the acting background but then i just learned i had a i had been studying taekwondo and kickboxing and everything like that so i was able to do that i played rugby and water polo and i could swim in australia they have a grading system which was based off the uk is probably the strictest yeah. system and i can't remember the exact qualifications out there i'm sure someone's listening knows but in australia and it's probably changed because i graded a, a long time ago but you start off as a trainee and you basically have to get in with some stunt guys and everything to train. And there was there back in my day, there were five areas. There was vehicles, heights, water, body control, and animals. And you had to do four of, of five of those. So you had to get a qualification in vehicles, oh, wow. uh, some kind of like um, dry advanced driver training. You used to have to have two licenses, like car, truck, or motorcycle, two of those oh, three. Wow. So I had my car and motorcycle license. And I would race, went race motorcycles and, and things like that. And then body control. So you have to have at least a year of, of some kind of martial art or um, ballet or dance or some, something where you can control your body. A lot of people go through kind of fight stuff. Mm -hmm. and I have boxing and taekwondo and, and kickboxing. And then you have to do height. So you have to do some kind of rigging course or uh, mountaineering course, things like that. Uh, water, like scuba diving, boat license. I, I had jet skis and scuba dive. I was a, a rescue, like a paddy rescue diver. Uh, so I had those qualifications anyway when I went through. And then the fourth one is is animal control, which goes to the old, which goes back to like kind of the stunt origins of, you know, cowboys and things like that. So it's a lot of a lot of horses and, and I'm horrible on a horse. Like we found that out. <laughs> I just anything with its own brain, just <laughs> me away from kind of thing. Like if I however much I'd love to work on Yellowstone, it just it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, if it has an engine in it, I'm good, but yeah. <laughs> So that was 
that was kind of my qualification. And then I got into rigging to be part of a core team. You really got to be a jack of all trades, uh, like in Australia where I started. So I met uh, an amazing uh, rigging coordinator in Australia named Kier Beck and trained under him. Like Kier, he was with us on the Matrix and he did like, he was on the original Matrixes too back in the day, rigging and, and things like that. So he's an amazing rigger um, that I got to train up under and got my rigging kind of certifications and and better understanding there and then just and went from there. Nice. Very cool. So the stunts in John Wick are really sophisticated, but are there is there any one that stands out as like the one of the more challenging ones you had to do coordination for? Uh like every day had its own challenges. Every okay. sequence has its own challenges. I mean, yeah. one of the ones that stands out, you know, like the top shot sequence just timing wise, yeah. Yeah. getting everyone where they needed to be. The, the car sequence, you know, obviously the Arc de Triomphe sequence that, that Scott supervised, um, it's doing all those car hits and having everyone walk away at the end of the day. Right. Um, there's a few, there's always, I mean, you're doing stunts. It's a, you know, you obviously have a, you have to get athletes that know their job. When you, My biggest worry is when I know that we have people, that the talent pool is limited. And when you're dealing with people that don't necessarily are on the upper edge of kind of their, their talent limit, um, you always want to have a safety buffer zone so that if something does go wrong, because inevitably, you know, it's like, oh, well, there's an explosion going to be here or you're going to put on this helmet and you can't actually see. So the actor you're fighting, you've got to judge that or we're going to put a light here so you can't see that. Like when we were doing, I was doing the fight on Matrix, when we were doing it initially, we shot it in San Francisco and in Germany, in San Francisco, we had a helicopter that was hovering above us with a big like spotlight. So you couldn't, I couldn't see the actress I was fighting. The actress I was fighting in that movie is also my wife when I played the agent. Oh, wow. Um, so that was my wife. So the last thing I want to do is hit yeah. my wife. But, yeah. <laughs> that just awesome. leads to another fight after set. Yeah, um, yeah of course. There, there is always those things. So with the, uh, I mean the the stairs the stairfall sequence on uh, always stands out because that whole long sequence that Vincent uh, Ali double did was just you're trusting that your performer that your double has the ability to do what they do and and Vincent was just phenomenal like I I know what to look for on that he's constantly checking when you're doing a stairfall it's very easy to to lose your sense of direction and that's how you hit your head or you bang an arm and there was also like a lot of things that he had a very narrow path to, to go down because you had the banisters there and if he was rolling a quarter shoulder or something like that or a leg it's an you know instant injury so he was just phenomenal when he did that. Luckily, we had an amazing team that took a lot of pressure off me because everyone, everyone did their job. And those are real stairs. So they're real stairs. They're very <laughs> unforgiving. There's a couple, there's some padding to begin with and everything that we put on top of the yeah. stairs. Uh-huh. But yeah. There was no way we were like wow. able, we just didn't have the time to pad yeah. 220 stairs. So that's him doing it. Uh, and like, how many times do you guys have to shoot it? Uh, I think we did the full fall about three times. We did, there was a tracking shot with yes. um, with the crane that we right. did that three times where he initially gets kicked and falls down. Um, that was three times, but he did the full run about three or four times. But that whole sequence we shot over the space of about eight days. So we had a lot of people falling downstairs. Yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. <laughs> and obviously you're, you're trusting everyone because we have a lot of throws and things like that. So it's training up that team that we have Keanu doing it. And Keanu is a phenomenal athlete, but he's also in his fifties. Right. So, and right. if we have anyone fall incorrectly on, on our, any of our lead actors, Donnie or Keanu or anything like that, then we're going down just yeah. for days to, to help them recuperate and, and things like that. We're finding something else to do. So it becomes very expensive. So that's, 
you know, it's it's training up the team and making sure the team's at a level that we can trust them to to do the action that we yeah. need them to do. Yeah, I don't know if people realize how much of being a stunt coordinator is making sure things are safe because you're right, like our injury costs money and time and, yeah. you know. Well, these days, I mean, it's gone, it's progressed. The the whole role of stunts has yeah. progressed from the shoulders that we stand on. Those guys have all, there's a reason all the coordinators I came up with have limps or are missing limbs or missing digits and things like that. They're the ones that pioneered and the guys before them, they pioneered everything that we're doing today. So they were the guys that, that didn't have the physicists or the computers to rely on or the technology. They were just like, hey, what happens if we put the ramp at this angle? And we just how far is that going to go? Like right. they're the ones that had to discover that we have the benefit of being able to rely on that. But stunt guys these days are more athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's it's it's big on recuperation and, and making sure everyone's all right, but everyone trains to that. Like you watch Hooper, and I think he, you know, is taking some Valium and, and doing some some obviously it's a hyper-realistic version of, of yeah. Hollywood Hooper, right? Burr Reynolds started as a stuntman as well. Um, so like back in the day, I know that some of that went on like champagne and some Valium and just you know, right. go for it. Yeah. It's become, you know, it's a it's a we're ath- the guys are athletes these days. Guys and girls are athletes, so everyone is has to be at that at top level to be able to compete in, in everything that's going on. Yeah, for sure. Do you have a moment either from John Wick Four or maybe a project in your past um, that sticks out as like a really favorite moment or a moment where like I can't believe this is what I get to do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thankful every day, honestly, yeah. that I go to set because I I do get to live kind of a dream. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, working on set it, it's like any it's like any job, like you're going to have good days and bad days. And I go to these cool locations and things like that. And it's my choice, but it also means I get, I have to spend six months, eight months away from my home and, you know, have to leave wife and family behind and things like that. So there, there are downsides, but then there are also obviously like amazing upsides. I get favorite points for me is I guess you live in a bubble when you're on a film set. Like I did start in theater and, you know, um, I know I, I was reading your guys' bios. You guys both did improv as well, yeah. right? So right. Yeah. Yes. when you're in a theater, uh, you get instant feedback. You know if something's working, you know if right. it's not working or, right. or anything like that. For me, being in a, in a theater and, and watching the final edit and seeing people's reactions that haven't seen it before to see if, you know, what we did, hey, we had this great idea on set and it looks really cool. And then you get it into a theater and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you do something and all, and everyone loves it, and you're like, okay, yes, we yeah. hit it. Like, I, one of the things I love about what I do is it gives people like escapism. People get like people do work really hard jobs and and crazy jobs, and you know, are sacrificing their lives to make money for their families and things like that. So when they do take their families, or they go see a movie. It's about escapism. It's about hour and a half, two hours where they get to step out of their world into another world. So what I really love is is seeing people's reactions to to what we do and and seeing their like the laughter or the fun or that ooh moment you know when john wick stabs someone with something weird or yeah, does yeah. some kind of crazy kill and they're like oh that's you know getting that reaction it's like okay we hit the mark we found our audience it's that's the the best part for me i mean you know there are other moments like i was standing with you know in when we shot that sequence in, in john wick four uh in um the desert in jordan there's you find yourself we literally we shot all night in paris we were shooting that end sequence with the duel shot all night and then like the heads of the department we had to go and scout in jordan because we hadn't scouted jordan yet so we literally shot all night drove to the airport got on a plane slept for an hour and a half on the plane 
got off in Jordan and then scouted Jordan all day. And, and you're standing there on this mountaintop looking over the Jordanian desert after just being in Paris, you know, that night, just going, <laughs> my job is, is really, really cool. You have to, you have to pinch yourself and catch those moments and just go, yeah. I haven't slept in, in 48 hours, but it's a really cool job. You know? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Well, we got one more question for you, Stephen, before yeah. we move on. That question is, what advice do you have for people who want to either get into stunt work or into the coordination role or even into the entertainment world in general? Stay in school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, you know, the one thing I never wanted to do was when I had the opportunity, I had the opportunity to go back to college or, or continue stunts was the what if, like I didn't want to look back when I was 60 and go, hey, what if I had taken the other road. Like, yeah. What if I had become a stuntman? There were times like I literally, the, the strike, I knew we're going through, like we've got the writer's strike right now and the SAG mm-hmm. strike is possibly coming up. So 2008, yeah. I just done my first, like Australia was the first movie in 2007. And I was meant to be going on to Justice League, George Miller's Justice League. We had right. already started prepping that and everything like that. And then the writer's strike happened and everything shut down. And by the end of 2008, I had $50 in my bank account. Wow. I was like questioning, Hey, have I, have I made the right decision of, you know, is this the right thing for me? And then things started picking up and snowballing. And obviously like, you know, now what, 16 years later, I'm still, I'm still going. You gotta, if you want it, you gotta work for it. Especially in this industry, there are so many talented people. Nothing is ever going to be handed to you be a good person. The advice that the coordinator gave me when I first started was like, when, when we're going away on jobs, when we're working, you're camping in a tent with someone. The, my coordinator, the coordinator said to me, he's like, I don't look at people necessarily for their talent. I look at who I want to spend six months in a tent with. Right. And if I don't want to spend six months in a tent with that person, they're not going to get on the job, but you've got to be, you've got to be talented, but you've got to be a good and humble person too. And you've got to keep, you got to keep working. Otherwise, if you if you rest on your laurels, there's always someone, especially in this industry, someone right behind you. So keep working, stay hungry, and just believe it's going to happen. We'd like to finish up our show today with a game that we're calling Keanu or not Keanu. In honor of the John Wick star, we're going to see how well both of you know Keanu Reeves' movies. So, Stephen, you'll be playing against Susan. So here are the rules. I'm going to give you the title of a film. Some of the films will feature Keanu Reeves and some will not. For each movie, you're going to shout out either Keanu or not Keanu. If you're correct, you'll earn a point. You will each have one minute to guess as many as possible. The person with the most points at the end will win our prize. And Susan, what's our prize? Life in the credits merchandise, like a shirt or a mug, something like that. (laughs) Really high stakes. All right. So, Stephen, you've elected to go first. So I'm going to start your time in just a second. So are you ready to play? Yeah, let's go. Okay. And your time starts now. Speed. Keanu. Yes. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Keanu. Incorrect. Point break. Keanu. Yes. Toy Story 3. Keanu. Duke Kaboom. I'm sorry, that's Toy Story 4. Oh! Uh, Rush. (laughs) Not Keanu. Correct. Always Be My Maybe. Not Keanu? Keanu, uh, the Neon Demon. Keanu? Yes, correct. Uh, Blade Runner. Not Keanu. Correct. Knock, knock. Keanu. Yes. Uh, Street Kings. 
Uh, not Keanu. Incorrect. Pulp Fiction. Uh, not Keanu. Correct. Uh, Howard the Duck. Not Keanu. Correct. Hellraiser 2. Not Keanu. Correct. And uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Keanu. Yes, you got 10 oh, correct. Wow. Well done <laughs> nice in job. one minute. Oh, I don't know. I need yeah. 10. Okay, let's All right. do it. Susan, you're up. We got it. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Matrix. Keanu. Yes. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not Keanu. Correct. 47 Ronin. Keanu. Yes. Uh, War Games. Not Keanu. Correct. Jaws. Not Keanu. Correct. Constantine. Keanu. Correct. The Fountain. Oh, Keanu? Incorrect. The Devil's Advocate. Uh, not Keanu? Incorrect. Oh. Much Ado About Nothing. Not Keanu. Incorrect. <laughs> Requiem for a Dean. Uh, 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 not Keanu. Correct. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Keanu. Correct. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Not Keanu. Correct. Horrible Bosses. Not Keanu. Correct. Uh, that means we're at one minute okay. and you guys are both tied at 10. Oh my God. So we're going to do one more. Okay. Is it sudden death? Sudden death. Right. Whoever gets it correct will win. Okay. Are you both ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. The movie is the SpongeBob movie, SpongeBob on the Run. Keanu. Yes. Oh. Very good, Steven. You have won nice the game. <laughs> Congratulations. All oh. right. Well, Stephen, it's been such a yeah. pleasure to chat with you today. This thank you great. for doing this. No, I just wanted to thank everyone that's that's listening for for supporting the films and and enjoying the franchise. We have a lot of fun making it, a lot of hard work, and a lot of fun. And you know, I apologize for that mustache I have in the front. If you see it, <laughs> thank you very much, guys. It's been great. Watch John Wick on digital now or on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and DVD starting June 13th. Life in the Credits is hosted and produced by me, Susan Swarner. And me, Ben Bloom. It's executive produced by Michelle Levin. The music is written and performed by Steve Trowbridge. You can hear more of Steve's music at TrowbridgeSounds.com. The show logo is created by Melissa Durkin. If you'd like to support Life in the Credits and get access to exclusive perks, you can do so at Patreon.com. If you'd like to follow or get a hold of us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Life in the Credits or shoot us an email at LifeInTheCredits at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Young stuntmen, you generally have to protect them from themselves. Yeah. So how do you do that? You don't let them do the stupid shit you did when you were young. <laughs> <laughs>